Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to a following on special podcast from Talk Sport. A travel day for the England players and the Talk Sport team as we all make the short hop from Barbados to Antigua. Well, most of us make the short hop. Two of the team have to fly via Trinidad. You win some, you lose some. So instead of the usual show today, we bring you an interview that took place during the lunch break on day one of the first test match at the Kensington Oval. Neil Manthorpe joined by director Barney Douglas to talk about a new film coming out, charting the rise of the England cricket team to number one in the world. Alongside them, someone who played a big part in that, as he has the coverage of the cricket on Talk Sport, former England wicketkeeper Matt Pryor. And if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of the Caribbean. You're listening to Following On. The word resilient is so important in this game because you get knocked down a lot and you have to get up again and fight. In that time, you or your team will reveal themselves. The game never changes. It's all in your head. Playing for England is the ultimate. But while you're there, it becomes a bit like a drug. A number of different stories are told through a match. Tales of dominance, vulnerability, the rivalries. Living on that edge all the time. Oh, 
Pittsburgh. It tells a lot of bad things. Making a movie. Starts in 2009 in the Caribbean um, with a, a new captain and coach in Strauss of Flower. Not the best starts, as we know, in Jamaica. <laughs> 51 all out. And then it charts the rise, how they put that team together, how they push them hard, as Matt will probably tell you far better than, far better than me. Um, and, yeah, how they reached some, some of the greatest achievements that any England side, I th- certainly in my lifetime, has ever met. So um, it charts that rise. And then, of course, the pressure of Test cricket at that level, the mental pressure, the pressures from outside the team as well start to creep in and, and, and we chart that as well. So it's, um, it's quite a journey, quite a ride. What's the format of it? Is it a fly on the wall behind the scenes look or is it a look from the outside? Well, I mean, it's obviously a documentary and what's quite magic about that period is it's, it's kind of before camera phones and things like that. So there's not as much, you know, you haven't got a full film of unseen footage, but there are lots of bits and pieces that we've gathered because I was lucky enough to... Pretend, Matt suddenly pretend looking very to, nervous yeah, that. <laughs> to pretend to work with the England team during that time. So um, there are some bits and pieces that we've found which, which are really magic, including the, uh, the infamous boot camp in Germany where um, there were some, certainly some, uh, some pained faces during that weekend. So um, there's plenty of unseen footage which people haven't definitely seen before, but also new interviews as well. So You mentioned you worked with the England set up for a while do you th- well Matt's <laughs> saying it's sort of very loosely <laughs> well, it works. I can't argue to be fair do you, you th- saw me on the beach a little bit that's yeah. about it do you think that sort of helped you uh, in putting this together in the fact that you already had a relationship I think definitely I think it's you know uh, any time when you've spent that kind of time with the players even though you're not sort of yeah in their pocket all the time and best friends with everybody I think they understand that you know you know the game you know the environment you know that you can kind of be trusted to be fair to them and things like that. So I feel like that's definitely helped me. I, I guess Matt would answer. <laughs> he, might, he might disagree. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with you, Barney. I, I think actually because you weren't completely involved in playing the cricket and one of the coaching staff, I imagine you had a very different view on things and there were certain things, as you say, there were, there were great moments and everything else, but there was also it was a very, very tough mentality and tough environment and we pushed each other and the coaching staff pushed the players and the players pushed, pushed the, the coaching staff and it was a pretty unforgiving environment as well so I think being slightly out of it um, that maybe would have had an, uh, an effect on you and maybe shocked you at times um, but you literally had the best seat in the house to, to watch the the growth of that team and growth of that culture from as you say what was it we're number seven in the world I think in, when we came to the Caribbean in 2009 to, to 18 months later being being number one incredible yeah and it, uh, that was the, the change in that side was dramatic so that's definitely part of what we explore but also I think one of the things that's come across is also the fun that was had some of the stories are brilliant they'll bring tears to your eyes without doubt um, and just some of the other characters perhaps the lesser known you know like Finn and Bresden players that who particularly kind of were unsung at certain periods of time they've come through as well as characters and uh, it's definitely a really really funny exploration of, of what went on behind the scenes so Matt take us into the dressing room then in 2009 what kind of dressing room was it then and by 2012 at world number one how had it changed well we'd obviously had the you know it was it was a pretty volatile time for, for the England cricket team. We'd had the fallout with the previous coach and captain, KP and Peter Moores, and we got on the plane with, with a new captain, Andrew Strauss, and an assistant coach. Andy Flower wasn't even officially the coach. It was kind of like, right, we're going to give this guy a go and see how he gets on. So we almost 
came to the Caribbean with no coach. Um, and, and in essence, without realizing it, that's one of the things that helped the team the best because Strauss stood up in front of us. One of the first things he did, and he said, right, guys, this is your team. This is, this is, it's not the, the chairman of the board or the, the coach or anyone else standing in front of you. It's, it's me as your captain, yes, but it's as you as a, a group to take control of what kind of environment you want, what kind of team you want to be part of, and ultimately, what we want to do. Do we want to be number one in the world? Do we want to be number seven in the world? Do we want to win? Do we want to lose? How do we want to, and, and if the decision is we want to win and we want to be the best in the world, then what steps do we need to take to implement that and make sure that we do head in the right direction and, and, and also the understanding that it wasn't going to happen overnight. It was going to be a long, long journey. And I, you know, I'll never forget that first meeting when we plotted who we had to win and which series we had to win and how many test matches. And it was going to be two years. And if we ticked every single box, which as we know in sport doesn't usually happen, it was going to be a minimum of two years. And what's incredible about it was actually less than two years it took us. So it just shows you when you have that goal and you've got the right people in the right places, it's and it was just something so, so special to be part of. Can I just ask, though, because you get a lot of teams talk about being the best in the world. I mean, the Premier League, 20 teams started this year with the intention of winning the Premier League. Realistically, about three, three could. When, when it was discussed in those meetings, England, we're going to be the best side in the world. Did you all believe from the outset that it was realistic, it was possible? Or was there a sort of a... Yeah, yeah, okay. And, and you all say it and go along with it, but might be a couple of people are thinking, we haven't got a cat in else chance of this. No, I think that was the difference with that team. We genuinely believed we could be the best team in the world. And if you have a look at those players, yes, we were young at that time in 2009 and there was inexperience in the, in the room, but we had the ability. We had the talent. And actually, you look at this England cricket team right now, it's the same thing. You've got the talent and ability in abundance. You just need that bit of experience, a few good decisions, good leadership as well. I mean, that is crucial for any good team or business. Your leadership is crucial. And then that drips feeds down into the, um, you know, into the foot soldiers and, and beyond. Um, but there was always a belief um, and, a, and a firm trust in every individual in that group that they could be in themselves the best players in the world. And you bring that group together, performing as individuals, bring it together as a team. And they're you have the best team in the world, in essence. Um, sounds pretty simple sat here, but uh, there's a lot more that, that goes into it as well. I think also that, that really comes across, the, the drive of the individuals. I think they were all at a place perhaps in their career where they were just getting to that right stage where um, they really, really, really wanted it. And with Flower, obviously, a driven character himself uh, and Strauss at the top, as Matt says, that really brought that unit together but also the kind of team building elements and think some of the things that have come across is actually the emotion of spending time together and I know Germany was a really really difficult time for most of the players but actually what's come across is that, that that's where they really came out as people some of them and they learned things about each other that they didn't know about um, and, and that really comes across in the film and, and that's actually quite it's quite poignant and it's quite emotional by the time you sort of getting through that period and when they do reach those successful periods and the difficult stages it's, it makes it all the more emotional because you've been with that journey as people. So we see the growth as cricketers, but also the growth as human beings. I think so, definitely. I think it has to be a film about more than, than cricket. It's about people. It's about um, coming together as a group, trying to achieve something together, learning about each other, accepting your differences as well. Um, and 
if it's just about cricket, that obviously narrows the audience somewhat. And I think it's really just about human beings and humanising sportsmen. So it's January the 23rd today. How much of this is, is put to bed and how much have you still got to do for the release in the summer? Well, we're about halfway through the edit. We finish editing at the end of March, I think. So there's a few, still a few things to shoot. Um, but it's basically just carving out the best possible film that we can. And it's released on the 22nd of July uh, in cinemas in the UK. Um, and that's going to be quite an occasion because I don't really feel that any, certainly any cricket film about an England team, certainly a modern day England team, has ever really been seen on the big screen with the kind of action footage you can see now. Obviously the new interviews, but also the, the archive footage as well. So I think it's going to be an experience for people and hopefully a really special emotional one as well. Well, all the very best. Sounds absolutely fascinating. I can't wait to see Matt Pryor about 35 foot wide on a cinema screen. Or, 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 or can I? I'm, I'm not entirely sure, yeah? Um, but it, it sounds absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure cricket fans are going to be uh, flocking to it. So uh, the best of luck with that. Thank you. Can I just say, if yes. you want to keep up with film updates, uh, obviously the classic Twitter, The Edge Film 2019, I think, which Alec Baldwin's not in this one. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, The Edge Film uh, 2019, and there's lots of updates um, on there this has been a following on special normal service resumed tomorrow when the show comes from an iconic cricket ground which sadly isn't used for cricket anymore just football uh, all I need to say is 375 400 and Brian Lara to never miss an episode be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app see you tomorrow The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 